You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Packernet Podcast. Uh, no, wait. Uh, this is Packernet After Dark. <laughs> if you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. Phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. But uh, comment section, let's get lively, man. Let me know what's going on, how you doing. In the meantime, uh, why don't we get started with Kyle in Madison? Hey, Kyle from Madison again. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I was, just, I was just listening to your uh, reply there um, about the draft meetup and getting an Airbnb. And yes, I think you are right. The closest Airbnb is probably going to be my house in Madison at this point. Like, I can only imagine, I, I don't know that for a fact, so that's, maybe that's not true, but I just can see, like, 65 uh, Packernet people just crashed on my couch and on yeah, the floor and stuff. for sure. It's the only place available. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't, who knows? Maybe there is something available in, like, what is it, Coacana? What's, what's the place that when you drive up there and smell like crap and you get the paper mill? Something like that. I always mispronounce the name. It almost sounds Hawaiian. Anyway. Um, hey, about Gutekunst press conference. I, I love the breakdown he's been doing of these. Um, he said something really interesting to me when he was asked about Halfley. I don't remember the exact question. It doesn't matter. But part of his response was that, that he was expecting or hoping for a jump during the season by the defense this coming year similar to the one we saw the offense have this previous year. And it got me thinking, you know, and obviously this is pre-draft, so we don't know what other kind of ammunition, what other kind of studs we're going to have out there. Um, and even if not studs, like get one stud and maybe fill some holes. But it got me thinking, like, what would that even look like? Because can you imagine if, if suddenly, you know, the offense is cooking and then the defense is suddenly like a top five unit from week on, week eight on or something like that. I mean, that's, dude, that's a Super Bowl team. I mean, kidding me? I mean, even if you get a top ten of both, I think just with the kind of players we have, you, I mean, you, you can win a Super Bowl, that for sure. So, I don't know. I love that idea. I loved how he said it, and it just got me thinking, yeah, yeah, if you get, if you get a similar crazy, like, light switch 
light bulb moment from the defense by midseason that you had as as offense. I, I just what an exciting team, and what an awesome time to be a fan of the Packers. I mean, really, for all the off seasons we suffered through, there was like just nothing going on. I mean, just nothing, right? Like, oh hey, we picked up Hardy Nickerson. <laughs> like. Yay! Like that, that, maybe I'm dating myself a little bit, but like, yeah, that used to be like the, the most exciting thing, right? Like, who's our cornerback today? Like, these last two years have been crazy, and last year for different reasons. This year, this is just the most exciting offseason, I think, in a long time with the draft ammunition we have and, and the momentum that we got. We got the big mo, baby. We got the big mo. All right, back to that. Yeah, I, I, certainly there's a lot to be excited about. We've got a lot of young guys that you expect to take jumps. We've got a lot of picks in the draft. We've got a lot of capital. We've got a little bit more room than we've had in the past. Montrell Smith here says, a lot of the wide receivers performed well, but anything, Goot takes a swing in the first two rounds. It's going to be hard not to, man. I'm shocked by this. I just looked at this. I just saw, uh, what's his name, break the uh, 40-yard dash time. So I figured, let's come over here. This is just 2024 wide receivers. That's it. Look at all the nines. It's the entire page. The lowest on the first page, which what are, what are there, 20 guys? Troy Franklin, 848. That's solid. Lad McConkey, 884. And then it's all nines. Brendan Rice, Luke McCaffrey, Keon Coleman, Xavier Worthy, Jalen McMillan, Jalen Coker, Jalen Polk, Ricky Pearsall, Jermaine Burton, Bub Means, Ryan Florney. Johnny Wilson, Devontez Walker, Cornelius Johnson, Romo Dunze, Xavier Leggett, Brian Thomas, and Adonai Mitchell, who just freaking destroyed this thing, has a 998. I mean, the everybody's got to be licking their chops for this wide receiver group. I, th- I, I have to think it's not all about athleticism, but my goodness, man. I mean, this is, I think we maybe underestimated how um, talented, how deep the wide receiver class is. I mean, you start thinking, okay, we know who the top guys are. Maybe a couple guys slip into that late first round, but how many second? Whoa, what the heck is that? You hearing this? Why is it getting so loud all of a sudden? It was loud to start with, and then now it's just like blasting. Like, I I can go all the way back here. Was my microphone broken this entire time, and now it's working all of a sudden? It's freaking loud. Um, Let me turn myself down a little bit. Anyways, what I was saying, I've never had that where usually I got to be like this or else you can't hear me. What I was saying was you, you start looking second round, third round, fourth round, the amount of just freak athlete wide receivers in here is stupid. So yeah, man, lots to be excited about. I'm excited to kind of dive into this. I was kind of working on the podcast, looking at, you know, DT's defense, you know, all the, all the guys in the previous days while just trying to keep a little side eye on what's going on over here. I didn't realize how many guys were just absolutely destroying this thing. That's freaking wild. Chris, good evening. Good to have you in here. Uh, Let's see. Drew says our players got the experience they needed in big moments last year. We're ready for this year. Too old for this. I love this offseason because it finally seems like people realize that they never know anything Goot is going to do. That's, That's the other thing. We should start playing that game. Start playing that game. Who is Goot gonna draft? And if you tell me a name that feels obvious, then you're playing the game wrong and you fail and you you don't win the game. Too old for this says, I love our receiver room, but can you imagine if we upgrade any uh, over any of the guys? My goodness, this can be... Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm a big Christian McCaffrey fan. I, I Or not Christian McCaffrey, good Lord. I can't think. I, I, any one of our guys you look at, 
you could potentially say maybe that's a number one. We got at least two guys that you're thinking maybe. Certainly we've got a bunch of number twos at the worst. You slap you slap a legit number one in there with maybe number one, number two-ish guys. Good Lord, man. Good Lord. Mark says, have a great evening. You know, it, it should have been a great evening. I should have been upstairs making my chicken thighs. Um, Christian Watson, yes, that's what I meant, Drew. I... Dude, I even tried to think of other wide receivers, and I blanked on every single one of them. I'm I'm fried, dude. It's just this podcast stuff gets uh, used all my brain power. So now I just get to come on here and look like a bumbling idiot. I don't even drink, and I make less sense than Matt Ramage when he's hammered. Anyways, um, I should have been upstairs making. Where did it go? Where did you go, you son of a bee? Dude, this thing is jacked up. Can you hear me? Anybody hear me? Anyways, I hope you can hear me. I don't know. Yeah, I meant McCaffrey. Um, now, now I'm all thrown up. Okay, Mark says we're good. Let's go to the next call. I'm all freaking messed up. I don't even know if you're hearing like the differences. Maybe it's the headset that's doing that to me. I don't know. Kyle, save me here, man. Go for it. Hey, one last thing. Can I just tell you, it is one of my favorite things. When you say something in, in the spirit of satire or whatever a week earlier... And then people start getting on that bandwagon, and it, like, makes you uncomfortable, and you're trying to, like, get the air out of the balloon. Um, it's hilarious. For example, uh, <laughs> like, right now, people call in, like, hey, Ryan, remember that idea about us kidnapping Tom Grassi and beating him within an inch of his life? Yeah, great idea you had, Ryan, and you're like, no, please. hold on now. I don't endorse that. It's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Run away train hilarious i i just i fear for you that it's gonna be like uh national lampoon's christmas vacation when clark griswold's uh brother-in-law played by randy quaid kidnaps his boss and brings him back over to christmas because clark was complaining about him you're gonna come home one day into the Packernet studio, and there's going to be Tom Grassi tied up in a chair with a little <laughs> note from Nico, like, hey, Ryan, we did it, buddy. I did it, man. I Bye. did it for you. <laughs> so good luck with that. Anyway, but I am in. I am in for oh, that. Oh, Lord. Know, man. Um, whichever uh, dark art. Well, we got to bring him to your house, because that's where we're staying in Madison, I guess. So I could be the ground game if you need it. Just let me know, dude. Grassi Posse's got nothing on us, right. man. Fair enough. Yeah, it's, like I said, I think he's got the numbers, but uh, it's be that whole 300 situation. 300 against 3,000, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I do love that, man. Anybody on YouTube that's kind of new and doesn't have your volume is butt. I, I told you, man, the, the stupid thing is all messed up. I don't know what's going on. I'll try to stick my face in here so that you can hear me again. Uh, I need to get one of those... One of those like amplifier things you plug in. I just don't want to spend the money on it, but I'm going to have to. Sorry, Nathan, for the butt volume. Um, but yeah, if, if you're on YouTube, you're not used to this thing. There's a lot of people that call in and then something just latches on and everybody runs with it. And I never know what that thing's going to be. We talk about all kinds of stupid stuff. A lot of it just goes in and out. Nobody cares. Once in a while, though, man, pff, crazy. You're already loud. Don't make it louder. Can you guys make up your mind about the volume? <laughs> My volume is butt. No, it's loud. Don't make it louder. I don't even know what that means. Pedro, come on, man. Hey, Ryan, it's me. What's up, man? So, today I'm going to give you, like, a quick call. <laughs> uh, but I have some questions for you. So, I was thinking here about our several West Thank you, Clay. drafts and who we picked at the first round. 
was thinking, where would you rank the last player that we pick in the first round? Mainly on the defensive side, so, because that's what we pick. So, where would Lucas Van Ness rank on your uh, edge list of the, the players that you, you like at edge? Where would you oh, rank? I think I know what you're saying. Wyatt, where would you rank? With the guys Stokes, from this where year? Where would you rank? Uh, Quaid Walker. So, yeah, that's my question for you. I want to know where, where did, would you think they will rank at the, the the whole board and at positions. So, that's it. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye-bye. What do you mean just compared to each other? Let me get the Packers draft history here. Let's do that. I, I think I missed the point, but let's let's do the let's do it that way instead. Packers draft history here. It's tough with Lucas Van Ness. My lord, am I seriously the only one that hears that's blasting in my freaking ears? Um <laughs> We don't know about Lucas Van Ness yet. I can't I can't be by this thing. So I I, I really like him. I think he is a uh I think he's gonna be a monster, but he hasn't done anything yet. Quay Walker, the fans love him. I, I I don't know that he's my favorite. Stokes has got to be down a little bit. So let's we go back for Goot here. It goes to here. Right? So we got Darnell Savage, Rashawn Gary, we got Jordan Love, we got Eric Stokes, we got Quay and Wyatt, and we got Van Ness. Well, Jordan's number one. That's easy. So Jordan's number one. Then Man, I probably go Rashawn, then Jair. Um, but that one's close. I'm torn now. I do like Savage, but you know, obviously he had some rough patches there. I, I think I'm gonna go with Wyatt, man. I'm gonna go with Wyatt. I really like him. Then I'm gonna go with Van Ness just because I genuinely think he's gonna be something. Um I feel like people are going to be mad at the disrespect for Quay at this point, but I'm really tempted to go Savage. But I'll I'll, I'll go Quay just because he's been the starter since day one, then Savage, and then Stokes. And, and and again, a lot of this is disrespect. Now I can't hear. A lot of this is disrespect um, that is somewhat undeserved. I mean, every single one of them you can make a case for, right? Jair speaks for itself. Rashawn speaks for itself. Darnell, I, I again... Rookie year was solid. Second year, he got a lot better. Then Barry comes in and he crashes. This past year was actually kind of good. Like, it was starting to uptick, and I genuinely think, although it's starting to look like he's not coming back, I genuinely think if he came back that he would he would do something here. Um, so there is some disrespect there. Um, Eric Stokes. I mean, he had a decent rookie year. Second year, he kind of struggled in that patch when our entire defense was struggling. We basically haven't seen him since. Um Quay, I mean, I want to give him all the respect I can. It's just, it's been a rough start. Um, and then again, Lucas, we just haven't seen. So it's tough to rank him, but I guess that's the direction that I would go personally. Um, what, what do we got here? No problems with the sound. All right, that that's just me. Clayton hopped on for the tampon talk. Hey, we did a poll yesterday that said no more tampon talk. That is That is banned. That is now the law. By the way, I have... We got to think of a poll to do. Where did I put that freaking thing? I brought up a thing to do a poll, and I don't know where it went. Here we go. This should just be with this. So if we can think of a poll, I'm not doing the tampon thing again because that's already done. I, I know I've said the word more times than anybody else. I'm just saying that is now law. 
Um, too old for this. Shut it. I'll put my stamp on this podcast. You all shut up. Let's see. Drew says, who knows what Van Ness could become with a few years under his belt? Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic about Van Ness. I genuinely am, and I think going to a 4-3 might actually help him. I think we're going to see more. I think with the Preston pay cut again, it was sort of a situation, I'm assuming, where they went to him and said, look, we're not going to pay you what, what it is. We're going to offer you this. In other words, you can take a pay cut or we're going to let you test free agency. And he came back, which to me means they're kind of phasing that out, which means you're phasing in Van Ness. Uh, too old for this. Fields wants out of Chicago, so he doesn't keep getting chased by Van Ness. I appreciate that. I don't like Quay. Didn't like him from the start. Yeah, I mean, it's the problem with it is when you draft a linebacker in the first round, that's that's a big deal, right? That's a lot of value you're putting in him. You you have high expectations, and he hasn't met it. But but he has the physical attributes to be a special talent. I just want to see what they can do in this scheme. If it doesn't pan out, then it was just a bad pick. <laughs> Clayton says no more tampon talk. This is a national outrage. It is it is absolutely hilarious to me that this whole thing started because there were commercials about it and people were genuinely upset. Like, this is disgusting. I don't want this on here. Why would you let this be on here? And now it's all anybody wants to talk about. <laughs> oh boy. I it's just it's not what I want to talk about. Carl Brooks is my vote for taking a big jump next year. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, Brooks and Wooden. What's up, boy? Um, is the meat done? I didn't make the meat. It was getting dark, and I wanted to do this, and I got lazy. So let's just eat something else tomorrow. Maybe we'll do both. We'll do chicken thighs and the pork butt. We'll do thighs for lunch, pork butt for dinner. We'll just go crazy tomorrow. Oh, uh, we will. We gotta hurry up this talk because I'm doing a live stream. What are you doing? Okay. All right. Uh, let's take our first break, and we'll come back and hear from Jersey Mike. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance: superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. 
And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey Ryan, Jersey Mike. So, uh, looking at looking at the uh, the combine here, um, Nate Wiggins, <laughs> the speedy little boy you got yeah, there. Yeah, dude. Um, that was that was completely unexpected. I, I guess if you're with Nate Wiggins, you didn't think it was was unexpected, but I did not expect that. Um, four two nine. His socks must be a little on fire. <laughs> Get that man his super suit. Right. Anyway, um, no. What I was really calling about is, um, there's two guys that uh, the combine has kind of piqued my interest about. One of them, um, was completely off of my radar until I was watching some film, um, after the combine, and that's going to be, I believe his name is Logan Lee, Iowa defensive yes, lineman. Yes. Yes. Um, he tore he's it up. Ugly. Looks real shifty, real quick, um, getting upfield. Kind of, kind of like Kenny Clark, um, low key. So that would be a very interesting, interesting guy right there. Uh, I think he's like destined for, I think what, 130 to 150 is what the, uh, the big boards are saying. So he's kind of in our area. Uh, we might miss him, um, because I think we have picks before and after. His area of, of being picked, but I really am starting to like Logan Lee. Uh, yeah. just, just the savvy yep, yep, yep. pass rusher and, and called? pretty good in run defense. But no, the real reason I was calling was, uh, <laughs> real, the real name Josh Wallace, time. uh, cornerback at, uh, Michigan. I don't know what happened, but it looks like he played a few less snaps this year, even though he played, the, played the, in more games. Uh, I don't know if they were taking him off the field or if he got injured or what, but he just looks real smooth. And he's Slot a guy, big, right? muscular guy. Yeah, maybe not. Um, and, and, and if you go back and look at his grades on PFF, they, they look pretty yeah, good. Shit, and I'm going yeah, back and watching his tape, board. and I'm like, this guy, this guy was not any problem with, with Michigan defense. And he's coached by Harbaugh. So, well, I don't remember which Harbaugh. I don't know which Harbaugh it is. Is it John Harbaugh? Anyway, I don't know whoever what it is. heck we're talking about. I'm like, like, I'm liking Josh Wallace. I thought, uh, what was it, Mike Sanistro? Or Mike yeah, Sanistro, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. the heck his name is? I was, I was big on him, but Wallace, Josh Wallace, man, he's looking good. I, I don't know if you looked into what him. Are you talking about? But if we don't get one of the top so corners awesome. early, I think he's gonna be available later. And he's, he's one of those guys that I'm looking at now. Like, seriously looking at. Uh, these drills in the combine, he looks smooth and fluid. So, anyway, I was wondering your thoughts. Go, Pat, go. I missed the entire last one. Um, 
you got to help me out here. I know last year you gave me a big list. All you guys were giving me some lists of guys. So I'm going to do my second run through. I'm going to make the list like I did before. I'm going to do just the top 100 from uh, from our consensus big board right here. Um, so, for example, I'll look at Edge, and I'm going to go all the way down here, and I'm going to grab all these guys here in the top 100. I'm going to do that for all the positions. But there's a lot of guys that stand out. And so I'm going to be soliciting, hey, give me names, give me this, give me that, because I, I don't want to have happen what happened last year where we draft Jaden Reed in the second round. I've done the entire top 100. I've done 20 or 30 guys that I looked at that were recommended. Never had Jaden Reed. So I don't want that to happen this year. I want to get as many of these prospects done as I can and have a really solid, you know, whatever. So I, And that's what I like about this, this the, the conversing. You mentioned a name, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he did this, a did it, did it, did it, did it. So we're going to get these things down. We're going to know what's going on. Clayton is uh, Team Tampon. Drew says, I don't care what ads run as long as you make money. Drew, you're my man. Uh, reports Jonathan Brooks should be ready to go by OTAs. Yeah, I, I think, what was it, July 1st? So it's not an issue for me. But even if they said he wasn't ready until November, I don't care. This is not a one-year investment or a one-month investment. This is a, what are we talking, seven years I want to have this guy running for me? Seven, eight years? So if he's missing two months in a basically redshirt year anyways, because we're going to have Aaron Jones as our primary back and whatever, it just it just doesn't bother me. So uh, how much for you to eat ahead of broccoli live on? I don't know if we have broccoli. Um, if we do, I don't know, dude, freaking 20 bucks. If we don't, then I'll eat a stalk of celery or something. I have no idea. Oh, that's what you get on this show. Uh, too old for this says, as long as there's no manscaped ads, I'm down for Ryan making monies. That's fair. <laughs> we we should. You imagine how awful that would be, especially if it was on YouTube. The podcast would be bad enough, but on YouTube, having to do like a live read where I'm here live staring at the thing and talking about how great they are. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get in. It's getting so weird. Too old for this says, I saw earlier that Cooper DeGene played quarterback in high school. We might be taking a quarterback in the first round after all. Ayo, get the broccoli and we have a deal. All right. Why don't we, um, no, we'll go to the next call here. That's too early for a break. Trevor, what's up, man? Hey, Ryan, Trevor, Virginia. Um, just calling in, I was talking now about Halfley and about how, I know you keep saying like, you know, you understand it more than you ever understood Joe Barry's at any point. And um, I totally agree with that. Um, and I do kind of like it also, but also I guess kind of a negative is if we understand it at that level, so does the opposing team. Um, not that that means that they're going to just be able to easily stop it, but you know, sure. I think from what I'm gathering, you know, it kind of seems like he's the, uh, Mike McCarthy of defense, which I don't want to say in a bad way. Like for a long time, Mike McCarthy was very good at what he did. Like, Hey, you're just going to line up and you're going to be better than the other team. Um, sure. And on defense, I think it's even a little more simpler than that because it's not even that you necessarily have to be the better athlete. Like we had a wide receiver for a long time with McCarthy, but it's just kind of like we are going to line up and play, you know, solid defensive positioning on the field, and you have to beat that. And if we have the talented players in Hoppet, which you do a lot of them, like that's just a bonus. So I don't know. It just kind of seems like he's like the we're going to line up and we're going to beat you. You know what we're doing, but we're going to beat you anyway just because we're better at it uh, and we're more physical. So. Anyway, just kind of, you know, both sides to that, it being a little simpler. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I am very excited about it. And who knows, crash and burn, you know, or even just like a slow week one 
everybody's going to be calling for Hapley's head because that's how Packer fans are. Yeah, but, um, for sure. You know, I'm excited to see the growth throughout the year more than anything. Because um, I don't expect it to be good as ways in week one. So, go back up. I would say you're probably right in that I do think it's going to be more player-led um, in that, you know, obviously there's going to be scheme and obviously what plays are called by the defense is going to be critically important. You want to call the right plays at the right time to put your guys in the right positions to succeed. But I do think like with Joe Barry, it was borderline like micromanage. It was more like Mike McCarroff, good Lord, Matt LaFleur, where it's so scheme dependent, right? It's just shut your mouth. Don't worry about it. Do what I say and it's going to work. You know, if you, if you do Jordan, if you got your footwork down and you get in rhythm and you're in rhythm with this guy, as long as he runs this route and he comes this route, he's going to be open. Then I just need an accurate ball. Like it's just, it's just shut your brain off and do what I say. Whereas this, I feel like is a little bit more, I'm going to put you in a position to make a play and then you got to go make a play, right? I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that that play is available for you. But that's why we just need dogs. We need guys that can go get it. And that's what the Packers wanted. That's what Jair wants. He's out there saying, I'm a good player. Let me go play. You know, we're so focused on like all this schematic stuff. And it's like, we're not, they're not getting it. And it's like, I don't freaking know. Like I go, and I I do think this is going to be a little bit more just obviously scheme is involved. Obviously all these things are in there, but I I do think that that's part of it. It's now that you have the tools, you got to be that dude and you got to go get it. And it's on your shoulders. And a lot of these guys want it. And I think it's going to be sink or swim and it's good for everybody. You know, because, I mean, you look at Brian Gutekunst, I, I think he's drafted good players. And um, they need an opportunity to go out and prove that they can be good players and not be handcuffed by, you know, a DC that, you know, is basically just saying, you know, shut up and do what I say and everything's going to be fine. And then he calls the wrong plays anyways. And then even when he calls the right plays, the guys have no idea what they're doing because it's over-schemed and I just, it's, it was a big disaster. So we'll see. It's going to be sink or swim time. You know, they're going to be put in these positions and, you know, like Darnell Savage coming up and trying to take that pick and dropping it. Like, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of stuff that, that you're in a position to make a play. You need to make a play. So, uh, we'll see. Jersey Mike, what's up, Mike? Hey, Ryan. It's Jersey Mike. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to keep calling as the combine goes on just because, yeah, I love you it. know, it's the first bit of football I've been able to watch in a while. Um so, so real disappointed, um, so far with a lot of the safeties. Yeah. Um, honestly, this, this really submit, uh, or cements, in my opinion, uh, the, the need for Javon Bullard and Tyke. There you go. You're, you're Bullard. I, I'm just, I'm just going to say they that. Tested, um, I like James Williams, by the way. I know you're talking about him. I like James Williams. He's an interesting prospect. Yeah. Um, I got to go back and watch his drills. I didn't he see his drills. I didn't bit. see his 40 time. But quite frankly, I really don't care about that because James Williams is just that. He's like, just this weird hybrid role. And I really like the prospect of a guy like James Williams because and, – and Kevin King did this. And a lot of people didn't really appreciate when Kevin King did this, but he really did this really well. You put Kevin King up against some really big guys, and he could go up there. Like, as long as they weren't super fast and yeah. super electrically quick, man, he would go up. Like, I would not have a problem putting Kevin King on, on Luke Musgrave kind of deal. Like, like I feel like Kevin King would have no problem keeping up with him. James Williams might might be that. He's got a little bit difficulty tackling, but 
you know what? I, I think that can be taught. I, I think he's just in a weird role. Um, he's a strong safety though. I, I really think James Williams could be a, oh, yeah. uh, a guy. Um, but no, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about something. I, I, there's. Hold on one second. Um, real quick. So here's kind of what I talked about a little bit on tomorrow's podcast. And, and it's, you know, we went through some of these things from this unexpected points thing. Um, let me pull up. Where's the safeties? Offense. Defensive linemen, linebackers, uh, D-backs. Here we go. So kind of looking at this again, and, you know, again, these are the values and all that stuff with corners. There's almost nothing. You look at safeties, the shuttle is kind of a big deal, right? But but here's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I think that this only matters. In my mind, this only matters in the context of, like, you fall within the acceptable ranges, you know what I mean? Like, you can look at this and say, look, 40 time, it doesn't hardly matter. Like, look at this. That's that's nothing, right? 40 time doesn't do basically anything. And so the uh, the problem is, though, there are parameters. And there is a, a, a situation where you're falling outside. Oh, they're bringing me all kinds of vegetables. Oh, no. They brought me pickles, which I do not eat. And celery with peanut butter, so... Those are the options. I really would rather not eat a pickle. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to put the celery on my seat because I am out of spots to put anything. So so my point in bringing that up is I don't know if 465 is disqualifying. Some of Halfley's guys in college were 465 guys, but that's college. I don't know in the NFL if that's going to gonna be a thing. And you're like, well, he's a strong safety. Yeah, I get it. You know, I, I just, I, I like the guy. He's a big dude, 6'4", 231. I just wonder if he falls outside of the parameters. He may just be too far gone to be uh, to be salvageable. How much for the pickle? <sighs> You're talking a whole pickle, dude? That's a lot of money. I don't want to eat a freaking pickle. I don't like pickles. All right? Um, let's see. Drew says, I was really happy with the safety speed. Kinchins was my fourth-ranked safety and ran poorly. Bishop Bullard Bullock's lots of solid talent in the four fours. So did those guys I thought well, I thought they didn't have like a um an RAS because they didn't do enough. Yeah, Javon Bullard here. Come on, mouse. Oh now I lost my mouse. Come on. This is a disaster. What is happening? Okay. What did Bullard do? So he did do the four. Yeah, four four seven. Okay, so he just didn't do any of this stuff. And again, the the big one is shuttle and like two guys actually did that the agility drill, so I yeah it's it's tough with safety there, there's not a lot of guys that just jump out the way you know for example wide receivers did, so that can be a little bit tricky. Too old for this says if there was a player who was a guaranteed Hall of Famer and perennial All Pro but he needed a two year trip to ayahuasca trip, fair enough ayahuasca it is. Uh, Nathan says watch the Bobby Boucher tape. How much for the pickle? Peanut butter pickle? A peanut butter pickle? I don't know. What, what do you? I like. I don't want to be ridiculous about it, but like, I'm not doing it for twenty bucks. I can tell you that. That's all I'm going to tell you, Nathan. Twenty bucks isn't enough. Um, too old for this. Says I can't eat vegetables because I grew up on Veggie Tales, and every time I see a cucumber, I imagine it telling me Bible stories. <laughs> oh man, my kids used to watch that. 
Uh, four six five is day three at best, in my opinion. I, th- I, th- I think that's right. I mean, he's he's going to get drafted, but he might be like seventh round. You know, it might be one of those things where he falls that far, possibly undrafted free agent. I don't know. Oh, Nathan, I'm struggling here. I mean, I got celery. I'll do celery. Give me like 10 bucks for peanut butter celery. Like, I'll do that. The pickle scares the crap out of me. You know, interesting story. I don't know if anybody has ever done this. I went to college at Whitewater. We used to do pickle bombs, which was, I think it was uh, tequila. And then, so it was like a shot of tequila. It wasn't actually a bomb because we called it a bomb, but it wasn't. It was a shot of tequila and a shot of pickle juice. And it actually, like, I don't know, it kind of worked out. Like, it neutralized and it was... It was a good. It was a good deal. We used to do that, and the bartenders were always like, "What the heck are you talking about, pickle bomb?" Like, yeah, dude, just shot of pickle juice, shot of tequila. Let's do it up. We did some crazy stuff. Um, all right, let's take our final break. We'll be back and hear from. Where did that just go? I swear it said Bramble, and now it says Jersey Mike. We'll be right back and hear from somebody. Everything's acting crazy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Jersey Mike. I got hey. cut off. But I'm going to continue. So, so they're going to be like this guy this early? Really? What, what are people seeing in him? Kind of like Jaden Reed. Like, whoa, that, that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I, I'm thinking he's that guy on defense this year. Um, he just... He's an animal. I went back and watched film, and PFF has him graded fairly well. I, I don't I, – maybe you know better than I do, but I don't know where the true knock on his game is. Um, yeah, he needs coaching, but that's everybody that's coming out of the draft. These guys are like, – there's, there's no true NFL-ready guys. I mean, there's guys who are ready to start in the NFL, but, like, let's be real, they're – like all rookies, unless something miraculous happens, like Puka Nakua or something like that, you know, it's it's going to be difficult for these guys to produce early on. Uh, I mean, we're seeing guys progress rapidly and actually end the season off fairly well. But anyway, so I, I just, I don't know. Um, I want Peyton Wilson, I and now I'm starting to want Michael Barrett, and now I want Javon Bullard, and I want Tyke Smith. I want to walk away from this draft with those guys. I, I don't know the best way to do it. Um, defensive line, uh, there, there's some real good pieces in there. 
Um, I, I really don't think there's there's uh, uh, front-heavy talent with defensive line. I really think there's some guys in the mid-range. That's re- I, this defensive draft, I just feel like it's mid-range. This offense, it's it's like, unless we're talking about running back, like the good, the best receivers, the best quarterbacks, they're going to go early. Yeah. Um, unless somebody's stupid and doesn't want to take Bo Nix. Uh, by the way, that's my hot like take. Him. I, I like believe Bo that Nicks. Bo Nix is going to be QB1 coming out of this draft class. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. The guy has a lot of skill to work with. He's got to clean up some of the mentals, but I think he's one of those guys that if you give him time behind somebody, I'm going to hate to say this. I'm really going to hate to say this. Um, if I'm the Bears or I'm the Vikings, that's the guy I'm targeting. That's the guy. But don't draft them, draft them in the first round. Draft them in the second. If one of the two is stupid enough to let him fall that far, or maybe even the Cardinals. The Cardinals could use a Bo Nix, but they need to let him sit. He needs to sit, and they need to sit him behind somebody who's either got experience, um, and I think you know any team needs a thing of that presence in. But but Bo Nix is my sleeper. Bo Nix is my sleeper. Sit him. He's athletic as all get out. He's got an incredible arm, and he, he's shown that he has vision. I just need he needs to clean up the mistakes, but I think he's got it. Uh, anyway, your thoughts? How are you liking the combine? Go, Pat, go. Mark says you don't look happy. That's just my face, dude. Um, I was just gonna say I I I love talking draft with Jersey Mike because he does he he looks at the draft kind of like I do, where it's just he's got his guys. And he's going to tell you about his guys, and he's going to fight for his guys every single time he calls in. You're going to hear about Bullard and Peyton Wilson and everything else. And I like that because that's how I get But I was just going to say, but we never line up. Like, I don't think we've ever had a guy that was like, we're both in sync, and then you drop Bo Nix. And I'm I'm with you. Bo Nix was one of my top quarterbacks when I watched it. I think he was like my third favorite. Um, I was just very surprised with what I saw. And, you know, it depends. You watch one game, maybe you're you're – Opinion changes if you watch a different game, whatever. But um, I, I do like that, um, and I'm all on board. And I'm, I'm, here's what I'm hoping is that other teams agree with Bo Nix and hopefully Penix as well. I'm not big on Penix, but I want these quarterbacks to go before us. And there's talk already about the Cardinals trading back, and so four quarterbacks could possibly go in a row. I think that causes a little bit of a stir, a little bit of a panic about the remaining quarterbacks. If we can get a couple guys to go in front, and um, push some more players to us. I think that'd be pretty great. And um, as far as the defense, I think you're right. I, I think it's a lot of mid-range, but that's fine because that's where we're drafting, right? We're drafting at 25. So I think by the time you get to 25, you've got those, you know, maybe not mega elite, but super talented uh, players. And I think corner would be a really good one to look at. Um, you know, we'll see. I don't know exactly what we have at corner. Obviously, Rake Straw. His combine wasn't fantastic. Um, Kool-Aid's got that uh, Jones fracture. So I don't know what that's going to do. Kamari Lassiter, I think, is, has uh, surprised some people. I know that. So we'll see. We'll see how this all... I'm kind of excited for the dust to settle a little bit. I'm I'm kind of just barely keeping up. This last podcast was just, here's everything I know. I don't know what's going on. Here's the Packers news. Here's this news. Here's that news. And then here's all the combine stuff that we looked at. Here's who did the best. So I, I, there's so much going on that I, I can't fully keep it. Uh, <laughs> Nathan says, Bo body, Bo body. Oh, all right. Uh, who is next? 
Jersey Mike. Jersey Mike again. Sorry, I'm I'm going to keep hammering this. Um, question. Mm-hmm. Now that we're not signing AJ Dillon, um, I'm real depressed about that because I'm I'm a big AJ Dillon fan. Uh, I I uh, I always will be. Uh, I just I can't not root for the guy. Um, I've got his rookie card. Uh, I've got his jersey. Um, so anyway, it is what it is. But I'm thinking what they're gonna do to replace it. And and we've got a lot of running backs in this draft class, but. You know, out, outside of that, because Goose got to have a plan. He's got to have a plan. We can't not have a second running back. Yeah. Okay. Question. Is it Saquon Barkley or is it Derrick Henry? Ooh. Didn't think we were going that way. I, I, just, just, I pause for a minute just for you to respond there. Is it, which one is it? Because in my opinion, asking for Jonesy to take a little bit more of a pay cut and not electing to re-sign Dylan. <clears throat> It looks like we might not bring Savage back. Uh, we're going to have some money to work with. It looks like Good is doing everything he can to build some cap space so that we can pick up some pieces in free agency. Is, is it out of the question that we pick up Saquon Barkley? I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I think Saquon could be a really good running back in our system. He's got that Aaron Jones ability. He's just been suffocated behind that freaking Giants offensive yeah, line. Been rough. And man, when the real Giants bad. are good, Saquon's got some stuff. And I think a change of scenery into a real life, a place of championship level talent and, and coaching and, and just management of a team would really, really do not wonders. Man, I know what it's like living in the New York, New Jersey area. <laughs> Saquon's got to be hate in his life. And so... Do we pick up Saquon? I'm, I'm thinking it's a yes. I think it's yes, and then they're going to pick up another running back. Um, and then maybe we try Xavier McKinney. If we can get Saquon, Xavier, and, and you know, pick up some talent in the draft for defense help, man, that's going to – this offense, this offense, wow. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to try my best not to call him back in until, the, until I at least hear this last uh, voicemail. Go, Pat, go. So Drew says, I don't think we can pay Jones and another elite running back. Donald says, while I wouldn't necessarily mind Barkley, I don't see it at all. Um, Nathan says, ugh, I'm tired of the Saquon to Green Bay discussion. So let, let me just play along with it at first. Um, the first thing that that I got excited about was Saquon. When when If you told me one of those two was coming, only because we know that the upside is so high and all that. Um, however... Again, like they're saying, I, I don't know that we want to just pay these guys, especially when you look at these running backs. There's there's guys in here that are going to be able to get it done, like 100%. You know I'm all in on, on Jonathan Brooks. I think he can be a stud. Trey B- Benson ran like a 4-3-9. You know, I mean, Corum was a little disappointing, but you know, some of these guys did some stuff, man. I, I think they can be really talented. I like Ray Davis a lot. Um, I still think Corum is pretty talented, although he's undersized and slow. Apparently, I mean, the 40 time doesn't mean everything, but um, the other thing with Saquon, though, is he's so injury prone, like he's always hurt. And I just don't want that mixed in with Aaron Jones, who's kind of got some injury stuff, too. And um, so I think what would make more sense if you told me it was one of those two, I would guess it was um, the big man because he's got familiarity with uh, Matt LaFleur. And because why are you constantly doing this? Open. Yeah. I send announcements. 
Yep. Open back door for cat. I'm doing something, so I hope you're talking to the kids. What was I talking about? Who cares? I don't want to. I don't want to spend money in free agency for running backs. Bottom line, I think there's talented running backs here. We, we're already paying a stud running back. Let's just let's let's double up, man. We got enough picks. Um, somebody had mentioned we could trade back from 25. Hey, trade back from 25. We got three second round picks. You can get some really, you know, get a running back, get a linebacker, get a guard, and just sail on into the sunset, man. I'm all about that. Too old for this. If we signed a running back, it'd probably be a dude like Madison, a cheaper option. Yeah, and I, and again, I just don't want to. I, I like these guys. They're young. They got no tread wear. You know, I mean, they're just they're ready to rock and roll. Draft them, pay them nothing, run them into the ground, and move on. I just and look look how much they're all shooting up. Tyrone Tracy went up four hundred and fifteen spots. I don't know who that is. Ray Davis went up. Marshawn Lloyd went up seventeen spots. Jalen Wright five spots. Braylon Allen plummeting, which is not surprising. Will Shipley went up 17 spots. Estime went up 17 spots. Marquise Irving went up 12 spots. Jonathan Brooks went up 11. The running backs are just skyrocketing right now. I just, I think there's studs in here, man. Dylan Lobby's going down. I don't give a crap. I like Lobby. Just get over it. Uh, he's already worn out. And yeah, exactly. Like, I, do we want to get a 27 year old guy that's on the downswing i mean these guys burn out at like 26 i'm just not uh isn't quorum healing from a knee i don't know i don't know but I, it wouldn't surprise me because i i was shocked to see uh he did why why would he run if he's got an injury and can't do it like that's stupid to me um nathan says i want beef for the trenches you know what i want is to not to remember to not sit down in peanut butter when this is all done Donald says, agreed, Ryan. Young running back is the way, cheap and explosive. 100%. These guys are ready to go, man. These guys are ready to, to put on 25 carries a game. Just get Jonathan Brooks and just freaking smash that SOB, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love these guys so much. I'm excited to go back and watch them um, and get excited about them. I love this stuff. Pick 41 just feels like a good place for a run. I agree. I agree. And they're saying pick 60. So, I mean, apparently everybody hates the running backs. So we got we got the third round, but... Whatever. If we have two, three second-round picks, wait until the last one, get the top running back. I'm all about it. Let's take a... Uh, we're not going to take a break, but I just want to interject for a second. For all of you on YouTube, please take a second to like the video. If you're not subscribed, please do so. I'd really appreciate it. Those of you on uh, Facebook, please like the page. Those of you on X, I'm sure you're already following me. That's how you found it. But if not, please uh, follow along. It would be greatly appreciated. All right. Back to our regu regularly scheduled program with Steve in Alaska. Ryan, how's it going, man? Great, dude. Good to get to talk to you. Been listening to your show. You've, you've, uh, you've upgraded to doing the Packernet Up Dark of YouTube thing. Yeah. I'm uh, kind of curious as to what you got me looking like. Cause you, uh, you seem to have... Got to get up on YouTube, man. Um, I don't Let's know. do a new one. I want to say emojis, but they're not emojis. Little skins or whatever the fuck they are. But <laughs> Careful. Images of us, and I'm kind of curious as to what mine is, but... Yeah, the three-hour difference in time between where I am and where you are kind of throws me a little bit, and I'm not a big chaser and watcher of YouTube stuff. But maybe one day I'll get to see. I'm, I'm curious as to what you got me looking like. Um, but I'm calling because I was listening to the, uh, your comments on the uh, the combine and the value that is put on the the different drills that they have them do, and how those drills affect or apply to different players' positions and and how teams look at them, blah blah blah. Um, you know, I've, I've said before, I'm not a, I'm not a huge follower of combine type stuff and, and draft stuff because, 
Well, in part because I think, you, you know, it's, it's only so-so information. Usually the really great players are obvious, and they become really great players usually. And, um, and then there's this huge score of players that become great that nobody saw coming. You know, so some of watching it, I've, I've kind of, especially in more recent years, as, as more technology gets involved and it's easier for, for teams to see different players play because more games are filmed and they can get more game tape, <clears throat> is that, you know, the combine is kind of a relic of, a, of an old era when you didn't have that stuff, when it was harder to see a player, you know, even if you were, you know, living somewhere and you're in the ACC, it's hard to see Pac-10 and Big Ten players because you're not there. So you had to send guys or you had to get the players together so you could test them, so it gave you an opportunity at least to see them. Um, I think the one great value left of it, and I know they can get around it with, you know, Zoom calls and all that, is actually being able to talk to the players and more so seeing those players talk with other players and see them interact with yeah. other people that they haven't interacted before that aren't part of their their team for years, these are new guys, because that's what they're coming to, a new situation. How are they going to in- integrate into the new situation with a bunch of new players? So I think that's the one true value that it has. But for anybody that's a, a big school player, I, I'd say there's no point in going. You know, the, the combine is really only for those kids that are going to schools like, you know, Eastern Illinois or BFE somewhere in Nebraska or Montana that are looking for an opportunity to be seen you know, because there isn't a lot of game film for them. There isn't a lot of opportunity for people to see them. So that's, that's where the value, I think, still remains in it. But other than that, you know, Combine is just a nice way to pass time. Oh, almost done. Got to go. Bye. <laughs> well, and more people are starting to do that. We're seeing um, not only people not willing to do the drill, which I think those numbers are up, but you got people that are refusing to be measured, people refusing to show up, people refusing to do all kinds of stuff. Um, so that's pretty wild and, and you're probably right um if you're a top guy why risk the negatives but uh yeah i mean that there is a lot more than what we're seeing the you know 40 times and all that it, it was actually really cool i'm glad that next gen stats did it i've been saying for a couple years now they should have miles per hour on there they don't make it publicly available which is annoying but they've showed a few things and one of them was i forget who he is um but there's a wide receiver. It's not Adonai. It's somebody else. Big dude. I think he's like 6'3", 13 or something. I don't remember. But um, he ran slow. But then they, they showed this drill. He was running at 20 miles an hour catching passes in whatever drill that is. It was the fastest of all the wide receivers. So there's, you know, again, play speed and all that stuff. I mean, all these things matter. They're looking at that. Um and then, yeah, how, you're always under scrutiny. How you interact with people, how you interact with the media, other players, coaches, right? I mean, it, you, you come into an interview and you put on the show and then you leave and they're watching you and you're treating somebody like garbage. They're going to remember that. So, And that's the stuff behind the scenes we don't see. And obviously the Packers care a lot about that stuff, about culture and, um, and, and how well you're going inter- to integrate because they don't want that toxicity getting into the locker room and creating problems. I mean, it's it's such an important part. I think we've learned that. You know, we saw the toxicity that took place earlier on when, you know, I mean, things with Rodgers were not very good. He was not happy with the organization. It was kind of just this mopey, pouty, angry attitude all the time. Uh, we saw it back in 2017 when everything was spiraling. You had a bunch of guys that just didn't care anymore. Um, it, was, it was ugly. So, I mean, you, you can't win. You got to have a good culture or you're not going to win. So... 
Um, saw a video of a guy, this is Nathan, saying Caleb Williams didn't do medicals because he's uncircumcised, and apparently that's a curse. What what video was that? Did you make that video? <laughs> what kind of nonsense are we doing here? All right, let's do. Uh, you know what? We got two more calls. Let's just do them. We'll 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 clear the board. Nate, what's up? Hey, Ryan, it's Nate. It's been a while. Um, I'm just calling in because uh, there was there's two days in a row now of no Packer Net podcast. So I figured I would call in a little revenge and uh, just uh, just let you know. By the way, just so we're clear. Day one, I've got my spreadsheet. I'm doing this crap. Look at this. All this stuff is what I was working on. Here's the, the main sheet. It's got all this data. Look at this. Look at all the data I put in here. doop de doop because I want to get a baseline of all these things, right? So then you come over to defensive tackle, and these are your averages, and then this is your, uh, like your Z-score or whatever the heck they call it. I can't remember now. Um distance from the mean or whatever anyways so then you get all this crap and here's their scores and then you, you have a general score i put all that together you got defensive tackles pass rushers linebackers i'm doing all this stuff then when it's finally done i'm waiting for all the scores to come in i'm like all right let's do the podcast well i get about halfway done it's like 10 30 at night my wife's texting me everybody wants to go to bed so i was gonna put the kids to bed come back and do the podcast i'm like you know what it's fine i'll do it tomorrow so then tomorrow Next day, yesterday, finish the podcast. And then just walk away like an idiot. Like, just finish it, just leave it there. Later, I come do this podcast. I'm like, all right, got to edit the audio, get this file out of here, closed it, didn't save it, open a new one, put this in there. Podcast was erased. So that's how we ended up with two missed days, all this work for nothing, because that Kevin guy basically did all this. <sighs> Freaking disaster. But we got a podcast for tomorrow. I apologize, Nate. No. Tampon, 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 tampon. Go back, go. Okay. All right. Okay. Careful, Ryan, or you might just get a video. I don't even know what we're talking about. I'm getting a little nervous. All right. Final call from Trevor. And again, we've cleared the board. So if uh, if you want to do this tomorrow, and I do, although I mean I got some. I told my son we're going crazy tomorrow. It's going to be like 70 degrees. He's supposed to do chicken thighs today and pork butt tomorrow. We're going to get the pork butt started early. We're doing chicken thighs for lunch. We'll do pork butt for dinner. Boom. Dunzo. It's going to be amazing. I got a uh, a new injection. I went with Heath Riles injection, so I'm going to try that with the pork butt. I bought uh, a new rub. It's supposed to be like one of the better ones. It's called Butt Rub. My wife was very... Uh, very curious as to what the heck I was ordering. Turns out it's just it's just it's just a barbecue rub. It's fine. It's not as exciting as it sounds, but uh, hopefully it tastes good. So, anyways, let's do it. Get your calls in. Here's Trevor. Hey Ryan, Trevor Virginia. Um, I kind of thought about you know we kind of seem to be freeing up all this cap space. I'm, I'm a little behind on podcasting. You're talking right now about Rashawn Gary. How, you know we just freed up a few million, and it's like why are we doing that and all. And um, I'm going to wonder, I kind of hope, I, I don't think there's any rule against doing it this way, but I hope we can, maybe this is plan is when we, you know, obviously Jordan Love's about to get paid, mm-hmm. and usually contracts are backloaded. Like, every contract ever is always right. Right. less money in the first year, and it goes up as you go, which I don't really get, because you know they're at their best now. Um, so I wonder if we had the cap oh, space, 
Is there some way they could front load Jordan Love's contract more where maybe he's a 50 million cap hit this year or something? You know, where he's higher this year and it actually goes down as he gets, as he goes on and, you know, hopefully typical quarterback trajectory, he continues to improve. And as he's improving and growing as the starter, we're actually gaining cap space to be able to build around him. I mean, I think that would tremendously help the Super Bowl window. Yeah. Um, and this probably isn't going to happen because, like I said, I don't think I've ever seen a front-loaded contract. I don't know. Not that I look at all the contracts. I don't know. Maybe, But maybe that's what they're trying to do, um, that you don't end up with, you know, oh, quarterback, last couple of years, their cap hits astronomical. Like, I'd rather avoid that. So maybe that's what they're trying to do, and I hope it is. Um, some nice thoughts. Go back, go. So Nathan sent me the video uh, about being uncircumcised or whatever. Well, we'll take a look at that. Tool for this says, Nathan, that sounds like a video you stumble across at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. after finding the dark side of YouTube for the last four hours. I think that's true. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a, I, I'm of the same mind. I mean, I get it. The salary cap goes up, so you kind of try to keep it even. But I, I'm the same way, man. I'm, I'm very, like... I freaking hate debt. If there's any, I got to just pay it now. I don't want this month-to-month bull crap. So I agree. If I have the opportunity to, I'm, it's not even front-loaded. Like, just make it even. If you can just make it even. You know, if we're going to pay him 50, which, granted, we can't give him 50 right now, but just pay as much as you can now to put the burden on yourself. Because you don't know the future. I know now. I know how much money I can free up now. I know what we have now. Pay as much as you can now. So that next year, it's going to be less and less of a burden. Because it feels like with all these contracts, it always comes up where it's like, man, what are we going to do? We got to do void years. We got to do this. We got to do, do, do. We wouldn't have been here if you wouldn't have just backloaded the whole freaking thing. You know, it's just it's just kicking the can, and then you have bigger issues down the road. So, Or even if you're going to backload it, stagger it so that it's less than the salary cap increase. So we're gaining every single year. Um I, again, I, like you said, they're not going to do that. This is going to be a very low year, and then it's just going to spike. Um, I saw somebody had done a contract thing. Haven't talked about it yet, but it was basically like one low year, and then it's like 50 like <laughs> every year after that. Like, oh, good Lord, that's going to hurt. Um, if any franchise was to front load, it would be us. Packers generally hate backloading. I agree. All right, this is final call. Pickles. Or celery with peanut butter or not peanut butter. It's just a spoonful. I'll just eat the freaking peanut butter. That's what I'm going to do, by the way. As soon as this is done, this crap is going in the garbage. And I'm just going to eat the peanut butter. But um, final call. Any takers? Going once. Kim Kardashian has a backload. <laughs> okay, Nathan. Thank you for that. All right. I will uh, I'll put the celery back in the fridge. Thank you guys so much. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.